Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. that it takes between 10 to 25 touch points to acquire a customer. <laughs> in And just to put it in perspective, in every other industry, it's between 6 to 10 touch points. Here, we're talking like 10 to 25. These days, just so you know, it's 25 to 50. Hello and welcome to The High Guide. I'm your host, April Pride. As some of you may know, not only do I host this show, I'm also a serial creative entrepreneur. The High Guide is my sixth startup, so when I'm not educating myself on cannabis and other potent plants, I'm sharpening my skills as a product developer and marketer. And when I read the testimonial at the top of the show, I wanted you to know more, so I started digging and I found that the digital marketing firm responsible for the meteoric rise of several CBD brands I've watched over the past years I found that the firm was co-founded by two women, and because I know many of you who listen to this show also work in cannabis and are also women, Paradigm Media and I came together to share this episode to outline the three rules of the Paradigm Playbook, best practices and insights to digitally promote and market your CBD and cannabis brands. So um, if you could talk about your relationship with the plant, like... You consume cannabis, do you use CBD on the daily as a supplement? Just, yeah, how in the past and now do you interact with the plant? Yeah, so I have been a THC user for probably the last 10 years. Um, I'm just very type A, very high strung, and it's something where it helps me to just kind of tap out of that after a work day and actually be able to relax my mind and go to bed. Um, As far as CBD, I really love topicals personally. Um, I like to use them for any type of pain or inflammation in my muscles. If I'm like feeling like I punched over my computer, I'll kind of over my shoulders or kind of my lats so that I'm feeling a little bit of that pulling sensation actually makes me a little bit more aware of the way that I am, my posture um, with that cooling effect. So I really do like topicals a lot. Um, and then I really do like oils just because you can really use it for anything. You can put it in your coffee, you can put it in your morning smoothie and your post-workout, um, you know, smoothie as well, or post-workout drink. And then it's also something where you can mix it in with lotion or, you know, there's so many different uses for the oils. Um, so yeah. And for me, I'm also a THC user for like over 15 years now. And I used to smoke daily now with, you know, work. I try to keep it for weekends only. I also, I'm a mom. And so for me, it's just something to, that helps me relax over the weekend and kind of zone out from work. And for CBD, I definitely love to mix the CBD flower with in my joints. <laughs> and so that's something that helps me to, you know, I'm originally from Israel. And when we roll joints, it's usually mixed with tobacco, which I'm trying to stay away from. <laughs> 
So mixing it with CBD is definitely, you know, the alternative for me. So really helps and kind of balance, you know, the, G- the THC with um, kind of more of re- relaxing vibes from the from the CBD. Yeah. So what is your background as entrepreneurs that mm-hmm. you're bringing into the CBD space? You know, it's very nascent. So you have an opportunity here to really set some um, benchmarks for how people market online. So yeah, how did you develop that expertise and where do you see where I'm going? Yeah, so both of us come from digital marketing industry. Um, I started in the supplement and like health and wellness industry about 12 years ago and when Facebook advertising just started. So it was very similar and... challenges uh, with that type of products that, you know, are not getting approved on Facebook or Google and things like that. And you need to find, you know, a way to advertise them. And so I think for me personally, for being in this type of industry since the beginning of my career, I always had to struggle and like overcome those challenges of like advertising this type of product that are not easy to advertise, but uh, you can still do it. You just need to find those loopholes and work with the policy teams to make sure that you're following all of their rules. And, but again, still finding those loopholes um, to promote those products. Um, and I think for Sophia working in the field marketing. Yeah, I was doing field marketing and sales for a while. And then I kind of started working with a smaller agency that I was solely working with one local brand here in San Diego that was in the CBD space. So they were my only account and I was working very heavily with them. Um, and basically that transitioned to an in-house position and that's where I met Lior. So I was doing the social media management, then uh, transitioned into affiliate marketing management. And that's where I was working really closely with Lior. She was doing the paid media. So those go hand in hand. And yeah, we just found that we had a really great, not only pers- our professional work life, but also per- personal as well. So yeah, it was just a really good fit and just a very smooth and very easy transition to where we're at now because we already have that passion. We already have that experience. And then we already have that rapport together. And both positions were very sales-driven, you know, like result-oriented. So we always, you know, no matter what product we were each selling at our previous, you know, positions, it was always a challenge that you need to overcome and think outside of the box. And I think this is what separates us from other agencies right now is that we we ourselves always you know like the challenge and um, if you put us in a position where you know we're advertising i don't know a lipstick like it's easy M- maybe it will be fun for a week or two but after that we get bored and we definitely thrive on the challenge so i think with cbd and in general the cannabis industry is full of challenges and i don't think that this will go away anytime soon um, and right now we're just dealing with like cbd and hemp products but as you know in a few years you're gonna see like you know cannabis products chc products selling online through e-commerce yeah. and they will face you know those challenges that we are now facing with selling cbd products as pioneers in the cbd and cannabis industry Paradigm Media quickly recognized a demand for strategic experts to navigate and grow through its many challenges. 
They've established themselves as a one-stop shop in all things digital marketing for cannabis companies of all sizes. Take a look at their website and you'll see some of the biggest names in CBD. So what is Paradigm's secret sauce? Well, I would never ask Lior and Sophia to reveal exactly what they've contributed to their client's success, but they get that so many of the listeners of this show are cannabis entrepreneurs, many of whom are, like them, women. Knowing that rising tides lift all boats, they offer to share a few things they know to work when promoting a cannabis brand online. They call their data-driven approach the Paradigm Playbook, and it's driven by a 360 customer acquisition strategy with three rules. Number one, connect brands with their ideal audience. Number two, increase their sales. And number three, thrive in this competitive market. Yeah. So, um, so talk a little bit about the 360 customer acquisition strategy. That's something that it seems like you developed after working with clients and wanting to apply a process or sorry, a, um, a, an order to the process, right? Yeah. So, um, explain, we're going to go through it. If you want to talk how you, if you want to tell us how you got to three, right. And why those three phases are important and expand on each of the phases. Just talk about it in general. So um, when we just started, you know, when we're introduced to the CBD industry, we both have very specific roles. I come from the paid media side. Sophia came from the affiliate marketing side. So that's what, what we were comfortable with. So those are the two services that we offered right off the bat that we both had experience in it. We both grew affiliate programs and paid media programs in the past that was specifically in the CBD industry that really, you know, um, rocketed from launch. So we were very comfortable with offering these type of services to our first clients. And, and at this point, you know, most of our clients are e-commerce. So paid media and affiliate marketing is kind of necessary. You need to drive traffic to those brands' websites somehow. And, and there is no other way, you know, besides paying to run paid media ads on Facebook, Instagram, Google, display, whatever, you know, platform you choose. And then affiliate programs are just kind of a no-brainer in this industry. It's a performance-based programs. So you're just using, you know, these affiliates to drive traffic to the website. Hopefully they convert. If they don't convert, that's where the paid media campaigns come in place and kind of retargeting that traffic that affiliates are driving. So we started with those two services and very early on we saw that, okay, and some of this traffic is not converting, not from affiliate, not from paid media, but we are driving a lot of traffic to the site. And some of these people are signing up for a newsletter and, and so on. So some of them are abandoning their cards. So this is where email came into place. So email marketing, um, at that point, we realized it's a very important service that we need to offer because it goes um, hand in hand with the other two services that we offer. So we tapped into that. We learned everything there is to learn about email marketing worked with the right people and introduced that service to our clients that, and very early on realized that most of their revenue is coming from email marketing. So 40 to 60% of your revenue is coming from email in this industry. And we needed that service to, to, to help us and um, 
generate revenue and show growth to our clients. So email marketing was added next. From there, uh, COVID started, and then a lot of people started working from home. And all of these brands kind of had to switch and change their strategy. Now, you know, they're focusing on wholesale and retail. Now they're switching 100% to e-commerce. So how, you know, how do you make that switch? And then realizing that all the people in the world are now working from home and are spending at least eight to 10 hours on their computers. And we're like, okay, what other service can we offer them that, you know, will help them with the traffic, with the brand awareness and with the sales. And that's when content marketing came into place. And yeah, it really helps with education. So it really just gives us a, a way that we are able to tell that story and basically lead the horse to water and make them drink. <laughs> so um, we do this with a bunch of different top publications um, that we're working with. And this just allows us to not only have that article, have that education, but also a lot of the times we're able to leverage their endorsement from their Facebook. Um, so a lot of these pop, or a lot of these brands rather are not able to advertise on Facebook or Instagram. Um, so maybe it's something where they don't have the budget specifically to do paid media because you have to have some type of ad spend. So they may have the budget to do content through that content campaign. We're able to leverage that Facebook. Um, so yeah, that's definitely become an essential part to our strategy. Yeah. And from there, we're like, okay, what other services can we offer that will help us with this customer acquisition? Because from, and you know, at that point, we're already like three, four years working in this industry, realizing that it's getting harder and harder to acquire customers. The competition is huge. Every, you know, every week there is a new CBD brand. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Every, you know, a married couple that is trying to make an extra income, someone that just lost their job is like, okay, he's launching a CBD brand and everyone are just fighting, you know, on all of these platforms to acquire these customers. So then we realized, okay, there is like a full strategy here. It's not just running ads on Facebook that maybe, you know, was working in 2017, 2018, where nobody knew what CBD is and were, you know, excited to purchase this new product that was very, you know, topical. Now we're talking two or three years in and everyone, you know, is fighting for that customer and, and convincing them they're the right CBD product. They have the best product and, and they have something unique. So how do we convey it? And, and at that point, we saw that it takes between 10 to 25 touch points to acquire a customer. <laughs> In, and just to put it in perspective, in every other industry, it's between six to 10 touch points. Here, we're talking like 10 to 25. These days, just so you know, it's 25 to 50. We're Sometimes like, people are, people are seeing an email, even 200. 300 yeah. times before they're seeing the email and actually converting. Yeah. And they see it, they're opening that email, <laughs> they're opening it, they're deciding. That yeah. they do not want to purchase from it and we will follow you until you do. So our goal was, okay, we know we take so many touch points. So we need to make sure that we're meeting these potential customers every step of the way. 
So from our ads on paid media done, they're opting into our emails. They're being targeted by affiliates. They are now seeing our advertorials on Us Weekly and Men's Journal. What's the next step? And then we realize that social media plays a big part here. So influencer marketing and then just the social pages, you know, for organic content. And a lot of consumers these days will go to check out before making a decision. So we need to make sure that their social pages matches whatever we have running on paid, whatever we have running on email. Um, and then that the influencer they're working with are matching, you know, with the demographic we're after. So it just takes so many touch points. So we needed to make sure that we're building a strategy, which is 360, um, to meet those potential customers at every step of the way and kind of leading them and meeting them in their customer journey before they make a decision and purchase. And then from there... We're like, okay, if every brand have an idea of who their ideal demographic is, but that's not necessarily what the data is, you know, showing. <laughs> so we needed to develop a, a, a step before we even go to that customer acquisition strategy that we developed that is a pre-customer acquisition to for us to build that strategy for them, we need to go through a discovery phase. And that's our first 30 days with any client. We launch very small budget campaigns. We get a budget from them for paid media, for content, for social, um, and kind of run through that discovery phase for that first month to find out who is their ideal audience. Because it can be very different from you know platform to platform, and people that are clicking for Facebook might be a little bit older than the people that are clicking from Instagram. So after the 30 days, we pause everything, we'll look at the data, and we relaunch. And we use different creatives for Facebook, different messaging for Instagram. We might even feature a different product with a different price point because we're targeting a different demographic. So that is a very important step in our you know onboarding process that we have to go through and for our team to learn you know more about the client and their demographic but it's also very eye-opening for the for the for our clients because a lot of the time they have like a feeling of who their customers are but when they look at the data it's completely different and then we might even need to tweak the website a little bit because they thought they're going after you know hipsters that are you know 35 to 40 but in reality it's like women 25 to 35 who are young moms (laughs) and how turnkey is paradigm as an agency can do you create the graphics and the creative for a newsletter or is that something you work on with the brand's team or is it does it depend do you want to take it <laughs> so this year we added graphic design web development and um, services to become a one-stop shop and that's you know <laughs> and nice. Almost all of the brands that we work with at this point are taking advantage of the services because we, once we have full control of the marketing, we know what banners works best, what call to action works best, what type of graphic, do we need a GIF, do we need a video, do we need just a simple image? 
and we also sometimes need to develop landing pages and to run ads on this platform so it's much easier when we you know work with our in-house design and dev team to develop those and the brands are just loving it at this point that they're kind of hands off and they can really focus on developing more products or yeah. you know yeah. doing and brag, but that's one of the advantages to working with us is you don't have to go to multiple different vendors for your reporting for your communication for your weekly calls for your monthly strategy sessions you have that all in one place so you know that you have a dedicated account manager for every specific service that you're on they're solely going to be you know, working on your strategy. And then it's something where you know that you have that, that touch point of the weekly reports, again, all in one spot for all of your services, your weekly calls, again, all in one spot, you're speaking mm-hmm. to all your different vendors, all in one place. And you're able to really have more transparency and visibility on your own brand and knowledge. So even if you don't have additional marketing expertise or background, or even if it's just marketing 101 that you have knowledge of as a brand owner, that's something where you're be you're going to be able to have that transparency and again visibility of those reports that you can kind of see. Okay, this is working. This is not working. Again, with our guidance and support, we can elaborate on that again on our weekly yeah. calls. But and that goes also like from small brands that it's like a one person show that is just launching or like trying to make some extra income to large brands that you know were acquired in the last few years or months that we're working with and unfortunately we can't disclose their name but um the even those big brands don't know how to do it like they will have a full in-house marketing team and they don't know how to get themselves on google or facebook or instagram or all, all of these platforms or they'll and even have different vendors one vendor for specifically google shopping one vendor for specifically Google search. Yeah. Google for specifically. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. So with us, it's, you know, you're getting, you know, whatever you need at one place. So even if they start with one service very early on after they see our workflow and, you know, our, in- our interaction with their team, they very early on hire us to do more services and, you know, fully integrate us with their team. And what we love is that we really become extension of those brands' teams. We hop on weekly calls with all of them. We have a Slack channel with each client for like quick communication or quick things that we need. Um, And we are, you know, really part of their brand. And every one of these brands becomes our baby. You know, at one point that, and again, like our retention also is very high. So almost all of the brands that we started working with when we just launched this this agency are still with us. Yeah. So we've been working with these brands for at least a year or two. And so we have full visibility of their business, their KPIs, their, their internal you know, interactions and things like that. Yeah, we're out of the box thinkers. We really enjoy yeah. the creativity that comes into all of our strategy sessions. It's imperative. Obviously, you have to make sure that you're marketing these brands and making sure that they stand out. And obviously, making sure that you're not pegging them against each other, making sure that, you know, you're not cannibalizing any sales for any of these brands and making sure that, again, all of that data is reflected in all of the strategy. See why we asked Sophia and Lior to be your high guides on today's show? We hope you enjoyed this episode for those of you marketing in cannabis. 
please let us know what you think. Would you like to hear more from Sophia and Lior about navigating restrictive regs while promoting products from both the cannabis and the hemp plant? DM us on IG at thehigh.guide and let us know what you think. You can find Paradigm Media online at paradigmmedia.agency and be sure to check out our show notes to learn more about Paradigm, including how to get in touch with Sophia and Lior to level up your own brand's digital marketing. Thanks for listening to this episode of The High Guide and tune in every Friday for a new episode covering all things plant-based pleasures. Subscribe and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And we don't just give good ear here at The High Guide. See us at our most funny on IG, where you can find us at thehigh.guide and online at our website, thehigh.guide is where you'll find the best advice from all your high guides and where you can sign up for our newsletter. Thanks for joining this show and every show here at The High Guide. I'm your host, April Pride.